afternoon and happy game day. As time and the weeks go by on game day, you have certain scenarios that happen in the meantime. So now that the NFL and football rule the world and, of course, the obvious gambling world, you can now watch a game on every single day. But here's the thing, though. What happens when you can watch those games plus baseball playoffs plus welcome back hockey plus in 12 days welcome back fucking lake show and basketball here's what we call the snowball effect happy game day here we go this is the deacon and co show bringing you the touchdown report featuring deacon and nay fresh off a of bye nay welcome back i'm ready Ready off of bye. Um, we was a couple things, couple couple things that we knew going into this week. Okay, we knew that the Chargers and Nay would both not lose last week. We knew that. We knew that you guys would both not lose. Exciting matchups in the NFL, maybe, maybe not. But what happened last week on Thursday Night Football, which I brought up in the touchdown report. Uh, I mean, and I'm sorry, in episode 143 of how shocking this was. Chicago on the road. So Chicago Bears travel to the Washington Commanders, and Chicago took that game 40-20. I know why Decaholics Nay wasn't on a bye. I almost fired her last week. They're the fucking skins, and they are for a reason. You saw it that night. Going up against a team like the Eagles, and you're playing up against them the following week on four days, you both had the same time off. What happened? Nay, you watched the game more than I did. Uh, it was a mess. Uh, it, it was a mess. Start, st- start to finish, the skins couldn't move the ball. Yeah. Um, just Is this a rebirth for Chicago? No. no. This was You a played one-off. a tough team before. Now, I'm not trying to sound like an asshole. I'm not trying to sound cocky about this. Watch the way that the L.A. Rams play their game this week after they played a tough one. Versus the Eagles last week, and we'll get to that in just a bit. Next game, London game. This was game. shit show, and this was really very upsetting to me. But go ahead. The next game is Jacksonville Jaguars travel to quote unquote the Buffalo Bills, and Jacksonville Jaguars won that game twenty-five to twenty. I'm gonna make one excuse and one excuse only. I'm not a Bills fan. I don't give a fuck if the Bills win or lose here tonight. But if team stays in London for a week after playing there, it's a clear advantage. Of then traveling, coming back and forth or whatnot, obviously. This is setting up for the NFL in the future. I feel, and we're not we're not anywhere near this, or maybe we are, but it's in the dark, that there was gonna be at least uh, another conference that was made in London. And it'll be in Europe somewhere. London will have four teams, maybe Germany, which they'll be visiting in a couple weeks, will have um a uh, couple teams as well. But I do believe that we are almost there. Next game. Snow brings us into 1 o'clock on Sunday. Houston Texans travel to Atlanta Falcons. And Atlanta won that game 21-19. Our boy Young Ho Koo. And we know him very well from yeah, missing field goals. was horrible as okay. a charger kicker. Now, every charger kicker has been horrible until we get into a stadium that has artificial turf. The grass is so bad over there for all these years. Now, all of a sudden, hey, we watch this guy, Koo, kick balls into Section 101. Nowhere even near the upright. Comes to Atlanta, revamps his career, and is one of the elite kickers in the NFL. Is he going to miss a 40-yard field goal to win this game? Nope. No. Not anymore. Not if he anymore. was a charger, I would say, bro, yes. everybody hold on, because if he misses, this TV's broken. Comeback win for them. Uh, 
very impressive with the Texans here on this game. They came down that field and scored the touchdown and left Atlanta with just a little bit too much time, and Atlanta came back down and won this game by a few. Hats off to the Texans. They're in the right direction, and I like what they're doing. Next game. Next game, Carolina Panthers travel to Detroit Lions. Detroit Wander, Detroit Lions dominated that game 42-24. 24 points came in the second half. Um, very, very one-sided affair here, as you can see. And I, I don't know what i got to say. Watch out for the Detroit Lions. Next game. Tennessee Titans travel to the Indianapolis Colts. And Indy won that game 23-16. Um, this one, to me, was a rough one. Uh, Richardson gets hurt. Colts quarterback. Minshew comes in. Tennessee dominated this guy Richardson from the beginning portion of this game. When Minshew Mania came in, he was airing the ball out. And the Tennessee Titans had no answer. Good win for the Colts. Next game. Next game is the New York Giants playing the Miami Dolphins. Miami won the game 31-16. Less of a shit show than what people thought. No, it wasn't. The Miami Dolphins had almost 600 yards of total offense to the Giants 290. Um, listen, it doesn't get much easier for the Giants. They're going on the road to Buffalo on Sunday night this week. See you later. Next game. Next game, New Orleans Saints travel to New England Patriots, and New England Patriots did not show up to this game. So New Orleans took it 34-0. Taking it was an understatement. Um, Dominating, winning, ruling. Never saw a Bill Belichick team get beat this bad. And, and is Derek Carr the answer? No. The New Orleans Saints defense is the real deal. Top five defense in the NFL. I don't care who they play. They were good defense. Look what they do over the course of the weeks of holding teams to the points that they hold them. This team is dangerous. This team will only go as far as Derek Carr will take them. So playing a team like the New England Patriots, who is weak and banged up, and who knows what's going on in there, injury riddled a tad, bringing back guys, making a trade with the Chargers to bring back a couple of players. Listen, it doesn't matter who you bring in right now. Number 12 is off the field. And you are off the talk of pro football. Nobody gives a fuck about New England anymore. Next game. Next game is the Baltimore Ravens travel to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh won that game 17-10. Just like the Steelers of the past and the other dominant dynasties, you see it as the NFL has had enough of New England. Bringing that up one more time before I go into this one. <laughs> uh, uh, I thought we were, we were confused there for a second. That was not the game that was worth in question. I know. But what was more confusing was Lamar Jackson on his path to not taking the game in his control and playing a tough Steelers team on a road where a division rival where these teams now are dead smack even. There has never been a rivalry in the NFL that has been more competitive or more close than these two. The total amount of points in this rivalry is it's now led by the Steelers. But when this game, and this was a very weird game with all kinds of safeties and bad turnovers. Yeah, it's bad. So at one point, they, they were tied at 121 to 121. I'm, I'm sorry, 221, 221 for, at, at all-time points between these two. Steelers had, I don't have the edge because they scored a few more here. But imagine this rivalry that you have between two teams that fucking hate each other like this. This, to me, is the biggest rivalry in National Football League. And when everybody else said that, that Baltimore was going to come out and stop them, I left this game alone because I think and I thought that the Steelers might have had a chance if Kenny Pickett was healthy. Next game. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go to the next game, do you think Pittsburgh Steelers is... In a rebuilding stage because they don't have Big Ben. 
Well, well, Nate, that's that's kind of like a, a irrelevant conversation to have right now. Steelers have been in a rebuilding process. They went and they went and they got this guy who is their backup, Mitch Trubisky, who thought they were the answer. They drafted Kenny Pickett. So yes, they're they're in a rebuilding period when it comes to their quarterback. The Steelers have always had a top ten defense in the NFL, and you could see that this defense is really fucking dangerous. No matter what they do, they always know how to run the football. And they know how to stop the football. And with the best defensive player in the NFL right now, in my opinion, T.J. Watt, he's all over the place. And it's between him and, unfortunately, I hate to say it, because they blow him so hard every fucking time he plays, Max Crosby. And his path to sobriety. Bullshit! He's still on the sauce. But if he's not, good for him. But those are the two best defensive players in the NFL right now. And... Steelers have one of them, and when you have a guy like that, you haven't seen a team move around a defensive player like that since maybe a Ray Lewis with a linebacker for the Ravens, a big part of that Steelers-Baltimore uh, rivalry, or even before that, Lawrence Taylor for the Giants. You build your offense around blocking T.J. Watt. He is that disruptive. Next game. Next game, Philadelphia Eagles travel to the L.A. Rams, and this was a good game to watch. Philadelphia won 23-14. The man who likes to fuck people the most on the spreads had many opportunities in, in Sean McVay to come back and get down the field. And what happened every time he did, the Eagles took the ball away. Yeah. The Eagles wouldn't let him cross midfield to come to the end of the fourth quarter or come the fourth quarter, all right? Um, good game for the Eagles. All right, this was a tough one. This could have been an upset alert. Very close to the beginning of the game. It was very tight, and the Eagles just ran away with it. Um, to the naked eye on this, it was a lot closer than it was. The Eagles' offensive line dominated, dominated this game start to finish, and the Eagles had a lot of offensive yards um, come on the ground, and they could beat you in many different ways. If you stop the ground, we'll beat you on the air. If you stop us on the air, we'll beat you on the ground. Play-action passes lead this team to victory every time. You That's can't stop... The tush push. The tush push is getting kind of annoying when it comes to everybody talking about it and everybody trying to replicate it. But you got to understand something. When If I'm a football manager, if I'm a general manager of a team, the most important thing to me is an offensive line. I can take a trained seal throwing a football as long as he has protection. Next game. Next game, Cincinnati Bengals travel to the Arizona Cardinals. Cincinnati won that game 34-20. Backing track one second. That's nothing to take away from the talent of Jalen Hurts. That is just an analogy that if I'm making a team, excuse me, that I would start with the offensive line and I would go from there. This game, um, uh, this one was, uh, how do I say this one might have been close. Uh, high scoring points here. We're worried about this one here. Nay, did you, do you, did you take a look at this game? Yeah, I was with you. No, no, I'm saying, did you really in-depth watch this game? Yeah. Okay. Well, on this one here, the Bengals favored by three. All right? 44 and a half for this over. This Bengals almost covered it themselves. All right? How do you how do you measure this game of are the Bengals in trouble or not? And I did not ride them off yet because of the way that this team starts off slow. And I made the analogy that they reminded me of the old Charger teams that started off one and four, one and five, two and five, and Philip Rivers made a run winning X amount of games in a row before the big one needed to win. Um, they lose and then find a way to sneak in with help from people in the playoffs. Well, the season is still young. We're on week six, okay? 
Happy game day once again to everyone. <laughs> that is not a game that you're going to measure the strength or the weakness of the Cincinnati Bengals when they're playing the Arizona Cardinals. But what it does tell me is that the Cardinals are moving in the right... No, they're moving in the right direction. They're in a rebuilding process for them. The quarterback is hurt with an injury, so they're using a backup quarterback. Who knows when this guy's coming back? All right, so... Uh, I, I don't know where to stand with the Bengals on this. The Jamar Chase, three touchdowns in the game. That just indicates to me that you can't you played a weaker opponent and had a game. Let's see what they do this week and before anybody starts going on and, and jumping on back on this Cincinnati bandwagon. Next game. Then. The New Jersey Jets travel to the Denver Broncos and the Jets won the game 31-21. On paper, it says New York. They play in Jersey. Either way, they're still a shithole of a team, and they found a way to win this. Now, I got all the Jet fans reaching out to me early this week, and they said to me, all right, and there's one thing that, that, that irked me and bothered me, and I feel like it's almost as if it's a jinx. On every site now, you could turn around now, and you could bet on what team is going to beat the 49ers or the Eagles to knock them off as the undefeated teams. Well, this week, Jet fans, you're all fucking very hard and very stiff about how you are going to be the team that does that. Well, I can assure you right now, okay, that the Eagles will not be beating the Jets on Sunday. Jets found a way to win against a Denver team who is shit, okay? A Denver, a Denver team who just turned around and gives up 70 points the week before to Miami. <laughs> that's, that's the team that really we're impressed that we beat. Next game. Next game, Kansas City Chiefs travel to the Minnesota Vikings, and Kansas City won this game by a touchdown, 27-20. I like the Vikings in this game to come off and pull an upset of Mahomes. I'm tired of hearing about whether Taylor Swift's going to be there or not. Well, I'll tell you where Taylor Swift's not going to be. She's not going to be in the fucking Super Bowl playing that game because there is no helping whoever gets to play the fucking Eagles this year in that Super Bowl. Uh, Kansas City should have won this game by a lot more, had many different opportunities. The score would have been higher. No overcovered here, but Kansas City did cover their second spread of the year. Why do you have to say all of that all at once? Like We all knew, did not know that, but now you just told us all that extracurricular. Why? Because I hate Patrick Mahomes. I hate, I hate Travis Kelsey more, especially with his fucking porn stash. He looks like an idiot. And every time I turn it on, this is why we got rid of cable, so I don't have to see these fucking commercials of him. But every time I have a uh, break, it's not only on one screen, Nay, it's on four. And you know that. And I'm just tired of seeing it. And I'm not, I'm not jealous. I'm not bitter. It's just too much. This is the face of your franchise, the face of your NFL. This is what you're doing each week, though, that it comes down to it is they're finding ways to just win. And that's the way the game is supposed to be, right? It's finding a way to win. To me, a lot of people feel this way, that the college football aspect of things is a little bit better than the NFL because of the fact that these guys, one, aren't getting paid as, well, I mean, some people are getting endorsements or whatever, but most of the time, the you are not getting paid to play a more competitive game. And the crazy thing about that is, is that you're actually out there with a lot more to prove than the people in the NFL. Kansas City should have lost this game, all right? And week in and week out that they continue to do what they're doing, it's not impressive. They're winning these games not not by much. Not by much. They're not doing things special. It's Kelsey and Mahomes. It's we're going to hand the ball off. We're gonna, they're not an impressive team, and I think they have a lot of flaws, and I'm going to leave it at that. Next game. Next game, Dallas Cowboys travel to the 49ers. 49ers won that game 42-10. There was no game. 
And that's what it scares was, me. Because now I, I have these jerk-offs on Monday night now, and I know what's going to happen. is They're going to come out, and they're going to be a little tad piss, pissed off that they got embarrassed on national television, and they're not going to let it happen two weeks in a row. Um, start to finish on this game, this was San Francisco's game. And, you know, like I dedicated this, that game last week to the good folks over at AT&T Stadium. They needed to see what a real team looked like. And the San Francisco 49ers are for real. People should be afraid of them. Because I sure am. Next game. Next and final game, Green Bay Packers traveled to Las Vegas Raiders. And that game was such a mess. And it ended up with Vegas Raiders winning 17-13. <clears throat> Excuse me, Nay. Sorry about that. The... Vegas atmosphere must be going absolutely nuts. They raised the fucking Stanley Cup banner on Tuesday. Raiders weren't going to let them down. All right? So the Raiders come out. Max Crosby has a game. Game and a half. All right? Turn around. And now, you get the next night, you got the Stanley Cup in the house after a big victory versus Green Bay, who was just, by the way, terrible. The defense played decent, but again, you're playing the Raiders. Uh, Jimmy G had a decent game today, but he had many times where... He could have scored, put the ball in, turned the ball over. Wasn't able to. It, it's, you know, Josh McDaniel's system. I don't believe in that guy. So I, I believe that he is a coordinator. He's one of those things that we talk about. Head coaches are different from the coordinators, okay, obviously. So, well, the way that they think and the plan. Well, it also depends on what their background is. You can have a defensive-minded head coach. You can have an offensive-minded uh, the offensive head coach. But the thing is... That when you're continuously doing the things that you do and the decisions that this guy makes, they're just all wrong. On the offensive side of the ball, he's got so many weapons. For them at home to put up 17 points versus a Green Bay Packer team, I rode the Raiders off weeks ago. But now, the Raiders have a very, 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 did I mention very, easy schedule ahead. Things might be looking up. Is that on purpose? No, it's based upon what your schedule is the year before, like what your record is. What, what, what do you mean is that on purpose? Like, c- come on, eh? A conspiracy theory. Yeah, conspiracy. Yeah. I'm calling out somebody on the hot week this week, on the hot seat this week. And I'm calling out the Kansas City Chiefs after just bitching them out. So, Kansas City Chiefs, I think they're in jeopardy of not advancing to yet another big run or a big deep playoff Super Bowl, whatever you want to call it here, because of what's going on and the flaws and the the, uh, exploits that have been shown to them thus far. Now, I'm not going to put Buffalo on here again because of their performance here, but I'm going to blame that on the travel. Kansas City starts winning more games by beating caliber teams, and then I could feel that they could be a trusted team to say that they are a contender. They're always a contender when Patrick Mahomes is on the field. But this is a problem now where each week continuously there are teams that have chances to beat them that cannot find a way to beat them. Why do I bring that up? Because of your comment just now about the conspiracy theory. Maybe it is that the NFL wants to see them continue to win and whatnot. But this team is not the best team in football. And sometimes, unfortunately, as we saw last year and many years prior, and many moons and we always see it, the best team in sports doesn't always win. Now, Nay, bringing us down here into this evening and we have Thursday night football here on game day the 12th of October and uh, got a good one tonight but first
Thank you. Thank you. Read a funny article yesterday about uh, Metallica, but uh, we'll talk about that on Saturday along with their uh, set list from recent performance over at Power Trip. Tonight, as I said, the 1-4 Denver Broncos traveling to the 4-1 Kansas City Chiefs. Here's a prime example of this. Now, minus 10.5 at home for the Chiefs, 47 for the Denver Broncos. Well, these two usually have a game in which one of them is close and one of them is a blowout. I don't know which one it's going to be tonight, but I can tell you this is the Chiefs are winning. I don't think that they're winning by 11 points. The Denver Broncos are shit, okay? But this is a division rival. The teams play each other twice a year. This is going to be a close game. 47? Kansas City hasn't shown that they've been scoring points. I don't think they're going to cover 47 point over. London, the game of the week in London. I think this is the last one, two-week break, and then they go over to Germany for two games, two weeks, two weekends, right? So this will be 10-15, uh, 9-30. The 3-2 and two Baltimore Ravens, minus four on the, quote, road, traveling to the 2-3 and three Tennessee Titans, 41 for the over. This would be a really confusing one to say because you've had two games thus far that have been in London that have not gone over. This might be the one that goes over. 41 is kind of low, but these are two defensive teams. You had 27-10 to uh, to last final, last week's game for the Ravens, allowing 17 points. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to go under, okay? And, and Tennessee is definitely a better offensive team than, than um, the T- Pittsburgh Steelers were. But I, I, I think Tennessee, you're going to see Tennessee is going to play real tough on this one. Baltimore is going to win this by last second field goal. And they're not, not going to cover a four-point spread versus the Titans, I don't think, on the road in London. Um, after both of them having the tough divisional losses last week, this will be a rebound game for both of them. One o'clock brings us to two and three. Washington Skins traveling to the three and two Atlanta Falcons. Minus two and a half at home for the Falcons. 42 for the game. Now, Skins coming off their uh, tough, embarrassing loss at home. A uh, couple weeks prior to that, they had a 37 or 38 to 3 blowout by Buffalo. I'm riding the fucking skins off right now, so you can say goodbye to them. The Falcons will win this game by a field goal. I, I can see that. Battle of 1 and 4 teams here, Nay. 1 and 4 Minnesota Vikings traveling to the 1 and 4 Chicago Bears. What do you feel on this one, Nay? Are the Bears revamped and going to win this one versus the Vikings at home? They are no. two and a half point underdogs. No. I don't think so either. Vikings will take this 44 and a half. Yeah, certainly. I think they're going to score some points in this one. And if not, it'll be some Vikings scoring. 3 and 1 Seattle Seahawks traveling to the 2 and 3. Who day, who day. We don't know who day are. Cincinnati Bengals. Minus 3 at home for the Bengals, Nay. 45 and a half for the game here. This is a challenge. This is a challenge. Cincinnati wants to get back into this being a contender. You get to 500 right here, you're going to play a tough Seahawks team. I think 45 and a half is going to happen, and I think that the Bengals are going to find a way at home to beat the Seahawks. 5 and 0, oh, San Francisco 49ers, one of two that are still undefeated. Traveling to the 2-2, two and two, Cleveland Browns, minus 5.5 on the road for the 49ers, 37.5 for the game. That seems kind of low. The 49ers, to me, could score 38 yeah. by themselves. Yeah. All right? Uh, this is going to be a proving point for the Niners. The Cleveland Browns defense is halfway decent, but I don't think that they're going to have a chance versus the Niners. 5.5 on the road, that's a breeze. This is not the game I worry about the Niners having the upset for, and without Deshaun Watson, and if he come, you know, if he's not in, 
the Browns are definitely not winning this game. But even with him coming in at a 75 or 80% off the injury, and then obviously we'll find out what's going on on game day, um, he still doesn't have enough in his tank to beat the San Francisco 49ers and uh, arguably the best defense in the National Football League. Three and two, New Orleans, who dat, who dat. Saints traveling to the two and three Houston Texans. Minus one and a half on the road for the Saints, 42 and a half for the game. This is a game in which it could be a tricky, tricky scenario for the New Orleans Saints, being that the way the Houston Texans are playing. Saints will win this game by two. Saints will go to four and two. And the Saints will start to put a path on their stamp to the NFC South. Three and two battle here of the Indianapolis Colts traveling to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Minus four at home for the Jaguars, 45 and a half for the game. This is going to be a tough one. Go and beat a team like Buffalo. You turn around, you beat a team in Atlanta a week before. Now you're going to play a team who has a defense as well, who is a division rival, who you play twice a year. This is a tough game. Jaguars at home should win this game, but the last time I said that, they lost by 10 at home to division rival the Texans. I think the Colts find a way to win, and this over happens. 0-5, Carolina Panthers traveling to the 4-1 Miami Finns. Minus 13.5 for the Finns at home, 48.5 for the game. Well, I can assure you one thing right now, Nay, that the Carolina Panthers are going to 0-6. Miami will win this game by 14 points or more. And 48.5 is kind of dangerous, depending on what Carolina does. Maybe a touchdown or two helps them. But, yeah, this Miami Dolphins team should be able to... 48.5 should well, be. Well, covered it by they're covered by themselves, but maybe. It's not so much lately. It all just depends on the team. It all I, it, it all depends. I mean, the Giants had terrible as their offense looked. Their defense was okay. strong. Uh, Daniel Jones forgot to mention this by, uh, about the Giants because uh, yeah. we'll get to, we'll get to that you know later on. But he's out as well. So yeah, this is this is a rough one. And and uh, yeah, Miami will find a way to do this. Um, one and four. New England Patriots traveling to the two and three Vegas Raiders minus three at home for the Raiders, forty one. Uh, listen, I'm I'm not sold on the Raiders, but I can tell you right now that it's, gonna go under. it's well, it'll probably go on. No, no, a forty one might happen. You know, it might happen, but um, this is a game in which Bill Belichick obviously, you know, do the past issues with uh, Josh McDaniels. Being former with former uh, coaching on the coaching staff with Bill Belichick, his mentor, whatever else you want to call it, Belichick always seems to have some success versus the guys that he's coached. This is a tough game for me. I'm staying away from it either way. But the Raiders should win this game. Five and zero, oh, Philly Philly, versus two and three, New York Jets. Minus seven on the road for the Birds. Forty one for the game. And I think that both of those happen. I think the Eagles will win this game by nine. I think over 41 happens. And um, I think that, well, I think that the Jets will hang in there for the first half. And it's going to be a little bit too much. Yeah, it's going to be, they're going to be too much. The Eagles offensive line is going to be too much. Uh, Zachy Boy is going to be sacked at least five times. And uh, this is going to, it's not going to be the blowout game. This is going to be a close game. The Eagles will find a way to win this game. 
Four and one Detroit Lions traveling to the three and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in which I think this is game of the day here. Uh, minus three here at home. Oh, sorry, minus three on the road for the Detroit Lions. Forty four for the over. I think they both happen. These are former division rivals who used to play each other two times a year. Long time since that's happened, but this is still a good game for them to turn around and uh, see where they stand as a team, the Buccaneers, and how Baker Mayfield is, and and the offense balling out and and the offense of actually doing things. Um, in the absence without Brady or when Brady's retirement, there was a big concern of giving up the things that they did and bringing in Baker Mayfield might have been one of the best moves that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. All right, Putting a guy like Baker Mayfield in a system that works, works for him. But putting him in a system with the Cleveland Browns and putting him in a system with the Carolina Panthers, what success is anyone going to have, yet alone a star that has had proven success in the past? Guy brought Cleveland to the playoffs. All right. See what happens there. Who do I like in this game? I'm going with Detroit. I'm on the Detroit bandwagon. I'll be there in a couple weeks. But that day, I'm not a Detroit fan because they'll play the Chargers the day that I'm there. But nevertheless, Detroit should find a way to win this game. Going to be a high-scoring, entertaining game. Now, the 1-4 Arizona Cardinals traveling to the 2-3 and three L.A. Rams. Minus 7 at home for the Rams, 48.5 uh, for the over. Don't think that happens, and I think the Rams The Rams are not going to lose this game. It's going to be close. It's going to be very close. Not going to win by seven, but this division rival, I don't care what Arizona's record is. Again, it's a division rival. Uh, Rams should find a way to win. One and four, New York Giants traveling to the three and two Buffalo Bills. Minus 14 at home for the Bills, 45 for the game. Sunday night football here. No Daniel Jones, no Saquon Barkley. 45 is... Is that what the Bills are going to score? 45 nothing Because that's the only way the fucking over is getting covered. I don't want to talk anymore about this because I'm getting riled up about it. And I can already see that the Giants, with nobody, may have a chance to beat the Buffalo Bills, right? There's no chance. This game is over right now. Monday Night Football. Sure? Monday Night Football is going to lead us into a game where I'm iffy, iffy about here, right, on this one. 3-2 and two Dallas Cowboys traveling to the 2-2 two and two Los Angeles Chargers. Busy weekend in SoFi Stadium. Minus two on the road for the Dallas Cowboys. 51 for the over. Now, I think that this over is going to be covered. I think that the Cowboys are going to win this game if they come out and they could stop the Chargers on the first drive of the game. If they do not stop the Chargers and the Chargers go down the field and score a touchdown on this team, they will rattle the Dallas defense that's already banged up and missing half of it. Now with Van Der Esch going out last one last Sunday night with a very scary neck injury. Okay. Depleted team. I would assume that you're smart and didn't go back to Texas, that you stayed on the West Coast, coming down Santa Clara, down to L.A. All right? But in my opinion here, this is going to be a very tough game. And Chargers are going to find a way to pull this game out if they could score on their opening drive. If they don't, and Dallas scores first, then Dallas is going to win this game. But mark my words, whoever scores first is going to win this game. That's going to do it for us. Enjoy game day. Opening night for NHL tonight for uh, was Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday for the rest of the guys who didn't start tonight. So NYR back in action. As I mentioned earlier, 12 days until basketball season. Preseason hoops going on right now. Then we got college basketball, baseball playoffs there. Uh, everything going full throttle here. Uh, follow us on the majors of social. That would be Twitter, X, Deacon Co Show, Instagram, Deacon Co Show, Deacon Co Show at gmail.com if you'd like to leave a line. But for now, Deacon and Nay, 
all right